Welcome back to another new episode of the Seven Lakes Sports Podcast. I'm James Kovaleski, and I'm joined today by head uh, football coach and campus athletic coordinator, Jimmy Hammond. And coach, on la- last Friday night, we fell to the Tompkins Falcons 49-14. to they-, they had suffered an upset loss the week before at Cinco Ranch, so I think they were really hungry and raring to go to try to, try to uh, you know, kind of just uh, get some just get some payback, you know, after that, that's kind of surprising loss. And, and they came out firing uh, on Friday night. We hung in there early. The first quarter was, was just seven to nothing. And we were able to kind of weather that initial punch, but they were able to really pour it on, you know, in, in the middle portion of the game. So just looking back on Friday night, coach, what are, what are some of your big picture uh, thoughts as you look back on it? Yeah. I mean, we, we obviously did not play the, the best football game we could have played. Um, I, I thought our first quarter was, was pretty good. Um, you know, we made a mistake early with a, on a on a punt uh, where we kind of mishandled a snap, and that kind of changed the field position. And you know, we needed this game to be played, you know, pretty cleanly. Um, you know, where if and when we needed a punt, we did turn the field over and make them drive. Um, you know, on that particular drive, we didn't. And I think that was after a fourteen. We were down fourteen nothing, and twenty one nothing came pretty quick. Um, so, you know, that kind of hurt. I like the way we responded at halftime, though. You know, we we did come back at halftime. We put together a really nice drive uh, coming out coming out of halftime. Um, you know, we were able to uh, get a scoop and score, uh, which w- which was really nice by Dakias Brinkley. So that that was really good. It changed some momentum for us. You know. Um, so, so that was good. And I was like what we were able to do uh, late in the fourth quarter, you know, continue to put those drives together. It's ca- capable, uh, shows what we were capable of. Um, we just got to do more of that and kind of, you know, kind of put those together back to back to back drives, not just like a few times here and a few times there. Yeah, and you mentioned um, the, the Dakias Brickley fumble recovery. We also had an offensive touchdown. And you, you're telling me it was on a reverse pass. So Marcel Davis uh, throwing to Evan Tolenty for a touchdown. So kind of a little bit of trickeration there, Coach. So I, I like that little bit of uh, pulling that out of your bag. So just kind of d- describe that play for us. Yeah, so we you know, we, we were in the point of the game where we knew we were going to probably have to go for it on every fourth down. Um, at this point, we were you know down by quite a few touchdowns. And you know three points aren't good enough anymore. Um, so – you know, we were down there on the four-yard line on fourth down, and, you know, I, I kind of said to Matt Holscher, OC, I said, you got two plays to get it because we're going to go for it on fourth, and you know, we didn't get it on third. So he's like, what about the reverse pass? And I said, we've been practicing all all, all year. Let, let's give it a go. So Marcel uh, takes the ball from the left side to the right side. Looks like he's going to run it in because, you know, that's obviously mm-hmm. an option too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then found Evan. Uh, right at the last minute, I think he kind of drew the defense to him a little bit because he had the ball tucked hard, looking like he's going to uh, run into the end zone. As the defense came to him, he kind of flipped it over the top of the defense and uh, got got one at Evan. So that was that was nice to see those things uh, that you practice for a few weeks actually work in a game and executed well. And looking at some of the offensive stats, another efficient night uh, for Tanner Perez. No touchdowns on this night, but ten for fifteen for eighty three yards. Uh, your leading rusher was Jake Ferris, 12 carries, 42 yards, and almost like clockwork, a- a- as we've seen every game, Marcel Davis leading the receiving core, five catches, 44 yards. Uh, again, it was Tomaldi. They got the touchdown reception. John Franco, two for two on extra points. And then uh, Matt Chagas, another another nice night, three punts for 140 yards. So you're much better at math than I am, but I, I know it's more than 40, <laughs> 40 plus uh, yards per punt there. So uh, pretty hey. Yeah, he punted. Uh, he got a he had a, a, a season and for him career long of sixty four yards. Really turned one over, pinned him inside inside the two yard line, and so that was that was a really nice momentum momentum changer. Uh, so we're we're real, real happy 
with with what he's doing. You know, we did mishandle one punt, um, but after that mishap, you know, we were pretty good on the night there. And then looking at the defensive side again, we've talked about the Kaius Brinkley, the big fumble recovery. He had three total tackles. Uh, leading the tackles chart here, I'm seeing Preston Bozeman. Six tackles, including a tackle and a half for loss. Trip Cox also contributed a tackle for loss. Satin Haynes, a tackle for loss. Uh, Isaac Radke registered a sack. Uh, Bryce Turner, a tackle for loss. So really, you know, the, quite a few. Th- that's a lot of different guys that maybe I haven't mentioned a lot of those names. I, I feel like that means some of your guys are stepping up here defensively. Yeah, Preston Bozeman had a nice game once he kind of settled in. You know, sometimes uh, he's an inside linebacker, and so once he uh, kind of felt the 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 way in which he was going to be worked to at, at inside backer, he did a good job of uh, not taking on the block, you know, with a full man, as we call it, you know, taking on the block as a half man, being able to slip off, make tackles. I uh, really settled in and improved himself from last week. Um, so really, really proud uh, of Preston and what he did. Isaac Ratke got a sack because we were in a, they were in a, a nut, we call it a nub tight end situation. He's man on the tight end, tight end blocks. We said the tight end blocks, go ahead and chase him down from the backside. Uh, it was kind of a two man route. Uh, they kind of ran a post and a, and a wheel and we had, we had covered it down really well. Uh, so he was able, and so the quarterback had nowhere to go with the ball and he ran it down from the backside because his, his responsibility was blocking kind of a max protection situation. Um, so, you know, we did, we did, you know, as you, I don't know, I didn't uh, have several tackles for losses. Uh, so we were making plays in the backfield as well. We just need more of them um, and try to try to string those together. Kind of like the, you know, the offense did have some good, there were some good and positive moments, um, but just, just unfortunately, you know, not enough. No doubt about it. I know Tompkins did suffer the upset loss, like I talked about, but you know, realistically speaking, all the preseason publications had Tompkins pick to finish second in this district. And I, I do think that, the you know, they, they they will probably rise to that level and, and finish up there uh, challenging for that top spot. But we got to turn our, our eyes ahead. But I got to ask before I do that, I mean, some of the listeners may be curious to know your official position. I know you're focused on Seven Lakes, so you may not be paying too much attention to outside noise and other scores. But I think listeners would be interested. There were some upsets in 196A. I mean, the, the two that, that spring to mind was this Morton Ranch team you know, that, that we are about to play next week. They, they pulled off in a shootout 77 to 63. When I saw that score, I immediately texted you and just said, wow, you know? And so there's that game, but then also maybe a little bit lesser of a surprise, but still surprising. Jordan went out there and beat Pato pretty convincingly as well. So I'm just curious to, you don't have to go too much into detail, but fans may be curious, just kind of your, your thoughts on just this wild nature of 196A this year. Yeah. I've got to ask the question a lot, coach. And, you know, 19 six days wide open. You know, I know we're sitting at 0 and 2 right now. And, you know, maybe, you know, just the casual fan is wondering, you know, are we going to be able to get the job done? Uh, I can tell you that we are going to be able to get the job done because I believe that there are nine good football teams in 19 six A. And honestly, everybody, anybody can beat anybody and anybody can lose anybody. However, you want to see that, mm-hmm. um, however, you want to take that. You know, uh, Morton Ranch, uh, who we're going to talk about here in a moment. It's a physical football team um, that, you know, as you can see, maybe someone might say, well, there wasn't much defense being played in, mm-hmm. in this game. You know, Cinco Ranch is kind of a high power, throw it all over the place uh, offense. So it's always going to be hard to to slow them down. But Morton Ranch kept pace with them and off, offensively. And in the years past, especially if you look at our scores in the years past, we keep we, we've kept the games, you know, within – 18 to 21 points, 24 points. You know, I think one, one year we, 
we had it around 35 and that would be an offensive explosion when we play Morton Ranch and mm-hmm. you go see Morton Ranch do what they did against Cinco, you know, makes you realize that Morton Ranch got some athletes on the offensive side of the ball this year. And so obviously we're gonna have a work cut out there. You know, Jordan being Peto is probably honestly a bigger surprise than, mm. than Morton being beaten Cinco, uh, at least from my perspective, because you just didn't know what to expect out of Jordan. Sure. You know, people had them, as we talked about rankings before, had them nine out of nine. Um, I knew that they were not a nine out of nine team, in my opinion, right. um, you know, and, and Peto coming off a defending state championship. And it's not the same coaching staff and it's not the same team. I get I get all of that. You know, and Peto has been really up and down. Uh, this year it was some good wins and then some win some losses they maybe felt like they shouldn't have had so I mean if you can't I tell my players this all the time if you can't realize that anybody can be anybody on any night uh, then I'm not sure what you're looking at because it's being proven you know week in and week out so you know last week we kind of talked about well most most people might not see us as the team to be Tompkins but why can't we be just like why can't we be the upsetters or however you want to say right, it, right. Uh, you know, give somebody something to talk about. So, you know, going into this game with Morton Ranch, I don't know how people would, would choose it. Probably Morton Ranch is riding a little of a high right now and we're coming off a tough loss. Um, but that's motivating, as you talked about earlier, when you're coming off a tough loss like, you know, Tompkins had. So I'm hoping we rise to the challenge. Absolutely. Now, turning our attention specifically to Morton Ranch, they're led by Ron Counter. Really one of the good guys in the business, much like yourself. I mean, I, I just enjoy talking to him when I cover his games and pregame. Just really nice, nice guy. And then last year, like we said, we did get the victory against Morton Ranch uh, in the 2021 season in 21-18. So very evenly matched. This season, Morton Ranch, I think they started raising some eyebrows with that 34-29 to loss to Peto. People started saying, well, you know, Morton Ranch, you know, maybe maybe they're going to have a good team. And then they hung around with Katie the next week before falling 41 to 20. And of course, last week they got the, the upset victory over the single ranch Cougars 77 to 63. So coach, when you turn on the tape, I know you guys are going to work this afternoon and, and kind of finalize your game plan, but it's just at first blush, when you look at the film on Morton ranch, what are some of the things that jump out to you? I think this year um, it's the offensive side of the ball. That's really jumping out. You know, they've kind of prided themselves on running the ball between the tackles and playing good defense and keeping the game close and shorten the, shorten the uh, number of possessions that you get. Um, and that's why you see scores, like at least with us, have been have been close and, and low, lower scoring and tight uh, situations. Uh, but what's kind of what, jumping out to me is, you know, their quarterback play from Josh Johnson, Santana Scott, their, uh, their, their running back is, is a really good, uh, really good player. And then they got several receivers that they're throwing the ball to, um, you know, so they're kind of wide open. They, they don't use a tight end much, you know, have, three and four wide receivers at times. And so, you know, um, they're doing a, they're doing a really good job distributing the ball. And it's not just, you know, they do have another back named Jonathan Hall that, I mean, excuse me, Ryan Hall that, um, you know, is doing a good job in the backfield, kind of a one, two punch with Santana Scott. So, you know, they're distributing the ball to multiple people between two running backs, a quarterback uh, and a couple of receivers. And so that's one thing that we're going to have our work cut out for, you know, defensively uh, they're, they're, they're very sound. Um, they're kind of a three, four structure. Um, they're not exotic. They're not fancy, but they do tackle well in space. Um, and so we're going to, you know, try try to make sure that, you know, if we can get to the edges that we're, we're making some guys miss and, and try to get into the secondary. Um, I want to go back to offense real quick because I failed to mention their offensive line uh, is, has done a really good job this year. I've been really impressed with their offensive line this year and, um, you know, making some holes for those, for those running backs, but, you know, def- uh, I don't think schematically they're gonna they're gonna do anything that's gonna you know 
wow you, but what they wow you with is their execution mm. and the players they're doing it with. And so that's, I think why they've been able to hang around with play with other teams and uh, you know, probably why they were able to, to, to beat Cinco last week. And coach, I ask you this every week and actually uh, visiting uh, last in our last episode, I found out that the volleyball team also is undefeated through district plays. I, I hope I didn't jinx anything, but did our freshmen, were they able to continue the unbeaten streak last week against Tompkins? Well, our freshman uh, blue team did did fall for the first time. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, the Tompkins 35-7. Our freshman orange team, I don't know how you want to see this, but they did stay undefeated, but they got a tie 28-28. <laughs> so we do still have one undefeated team left in, in, in the in the program. Our, our uh, JV orange team lost a heartbreaker 34-33, so they took their first defeat, and our JV blue team uh, lost 28-14. So – we do have one team left that's undefeated at 3-0 and 1. Yep. And so we'll try to go get them uh this week. Now Morton Ranch has uh two freshman teams, but only one one JV team. So our JV Orange team is traveling again to to Memorial High School, who they actually played earlier in the year and beat. Uh so we're getting to travel over to Memorial and, and play and play them. Very cool. And yeah, that was fun talking to Amy Cadline. We were kind of having a good laugh about, wow, this freshman class all across the board at Seven Lakes is something special. So we're we're excited about the future. But right now, you know, we're still kind of pumping the brakes and focusing on uh, the task at hand. But, uh, you know, as far as coach this week, we got a Friday night game. So we're returning again another night of Friday nights after several Saturdays in a row. We're going to be at Rhodes or Legacy this week. We're going uh, to be at Rhodes at 7 p.m. Yep. So, okay. So kind of back to that normal seven o'clock kickoff Rhodes stadium. This is a big one, Spartan nation. We're, we're going to need everybody out there to support. Uh, this is a huge one. Your boys uh, in orange and blue are going to be playing as hard as they can coach. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks all, all y'all for turn, tuning in and we'll catch y'all down the road.